0: Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak the podcast I'm your host Elena Fox Hey guys I hope you are doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this ever changing galaxy I hope that you are excited as you prepare your way to lifting your vibration so high that you become a fifth dimensional being I hope that you're excited about living in the fifth dimension and that you are really working towards it a little bit every day at least a little bit every day raising your vibration letting go of negative energies um Basically, I hope you're doing everything that you can to get there. And I hope you're excited about being there. But how do you prepare for something that you don't know anything about? I can't tell you. I've never really been there. I, I see glimpses, bits and pieces, of course, of it. But when I uh, read this, what I'm about to read to you guys, I read this um A few days ago this was channeled by Daniel Scranton and you can find it and all of his channelings um, on DanielScranton.com he's also on YouTube and he's also on Instagram as well and the thing is about him he channels the same ninth dimensional Arcturian beings that I channel I think they're the same there might be you know maybe not the exact beings, but they're very similar in message. And my messages that I get and his messages that he gets kind of dovetail in nicely together. So we're not giving out the same information, but we're only adding to each other's information that we are getting through these, um, transmissions that, this ninth dimensional uh, group of beings wishes to give us. So I wanted to read it to you because I don't know what the fifth dimension is exactly like. Although I have my inklings, my ideas, and I bet you're in the same boat as me. So this is what he sent me in my email and you could go, go sign up for email I highly recommend it it's uplifting and amazing when you get this in your email and your inbox and you're just like wow you know it was going to be kind of a boring day but now I read this and it's like oh I feel so much better now at least I do from his stuff Uh, I was going to get this out earlier and I'm having problems breathing and problems with my um with my lungs and my voice and I had to rest my instrument as they say all day long because in the morning before I woke up I had um, an issue with uh, acid reflux but usually when a person has acid reflux they wake up right away and apparently I was sleeping for a good long time with acid reflux with acid in my esophagus and my throat i don't think it was a really quick thing because i feel i still feel the burning sensation and <clears throat> that's what i get for um pouring way too much hot sauce on my noodles last night and it was so hot it was uh, it was really good i mean My body temperature raised up a a couple degrees almost right away and burned out the remaining illness that I had over, you know, this past weekend. And it was awesome. It was a huge plate of spiral pasta is what I had. And just had a little bit of salt and a lot of this um, olive oil mixed with these fired up red hot chili powder (laughs) and these little I don't know the little red you know the red seeds (laughs) anyway it was tasty but I don't know it really hurt my tummy somehow and I forgot to take my vinegar which I take every night to prevent such an episode and as I lay there in bed um, sound asleep I had taken um some medicine for pain in my body a little bit of THC and an allergy pill which apparently was just the right combination to have the acid come up and just sit there on my vocal cords and on my um, in my esophagus and then as I sat up um, I aspirated some into my lungs so, um, this is the first time it's almost, it's 1 AM right now. And this is the first time that I've actually been able to talk all day. So, um, just bear with me as I get through this. I wanted to do the show. I would, I almost, almost put it off until tomorrow so I could do two tomorrow, but I have other things to do tomorrow and, and uh, plus, I didn't want to, you know, if I could do it, I should do it. So I didn't want you guys to be in suspense and also wondering what happened to me. So here we go. Um, I'm going to read uh, this whole email that I got. Uh, he puts this out to the public for free um, every day. He does one of these. So he does, he's not like me um, in the way that I channel the archerians for up to an hour at a time. Daniel, on the other hand, he he channels them every day, but he only channels them for like 10 minutes. So this is not very long, but I think you're going to find it quite enlightening. All right. So what will the fifth dimension? um, I'm sorry, what the fifth dimension will be like for you This is from the 9D Arcturian Council channeled by Daniel Scranton. Okay. Greetings. We are the Arcturian Council. We are pleased to connect with all of you. We are very excited to see what you will do with the energies that have been upon you and how you will use them to co-create better systems there on your world. Many of you who are awake Know that the systems you have in place are not working for everyone or even most people. And you want to be a part of creating the new systems that will be in place as you shift your consciousness. We do want you to understand that as fifth dimensional beings, you won't need these systems You won't need an educational system because everyone will be able to access whatever they want, whenever they want, regardless of their age and without a computer or internet connection. You will simply download whatever it is you desire to download directly into your higher minds. You won't need an economic system because you will be instant manifestors. So there won't be a need for an exchange of any kind. Don't try to figure this out right now with your minds because your minds are limited and they will come up with limitations. You won't need governments because you will be able to govern yourselves you won't need borders and so why would you need a government there will be peace there will be no war there will be no trade agreements everything will flow according to vibration everything will be happening as though synchronicity was the rule of the day and it will be and you will be astonished by how much you don't need as 5th dimensional beings therefore we would advise you to focus more on being 5th dimensional beings on grounding in 5th dimensional energies and on clearing what you need to clear from your chakras in order to ascend Rather than being focused, focusing on, I'm sorry, rather than focusing on and complaining about your broken systems and who needs to do what about them. That's not your job. Your job is to work within the self where you have all the power and within the now where you can offer a vibration that is different from the one you were offering in the previous moment. It doesn't have to be more complicated than that. As far as your relationships with extraterrestrials go, you will figure all of that out in the moment. Again, vibration will dictate everything. And so those who are ready for more contact will have it. (laughs) Okay, that's, let me reread that. That is important. (laughs) Okay. So here they say, um, as far as your relationships with extraterrestrials go, you will figure all of that out in the moment. Again, vibration will dictate everything. And so those who are ready for more contact will have it. Those who want more contact will get it. Those who want to travel will be able to regardless of where they want to go. Don't try to sort it all out now and think that you have to have it all figured out before it can happen because you don't and because you can't. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'll I'll continue to read it and then we'll go back over this. All right. Um, What you can do is look after yourselves and those around you who need whatever gifts you currently have to offer you can help raise the level of consciousness there on the planet and you don't have to worry about what others are doing or not doing you don't have to assume that anyone else is creating in your reality because they aren't You don't have to assume that anyone else is creating in your reality because they aren't. That's needing to be emphasized. (laughs) That's why I had to read it twice. And you can live a more empowered life as you continue to move forward step-by-step to the fifth dimension we are the Arcturian council and we have enjoyed connecting with you. All right. So let's unravel some of this or go over it or talk about it a little bit more. All right. So, so they can see, I guess what we're going to be able to do, how we're going to co-create our world. And a lot of people are trying to co-create better systems, but we don't even need the systems. That's true. And I've been saying it since day one, beginning of my show. Like I have not been focused on the us versus them, the matrix and the machine and all the bullshit, you know, that people focus on, you know, that group over there is doing bad. Like I might've mentioned things from here, you know, here and there from time to time. But overall, I've always said, we just need to focus on raising our vibration being in harmony and unity with all people on the planet and loving everybody, period. I've never been a part nor wanted to be a part of this whole, you know, the system is this and it's corrupt and people are there and the faction over there and the government this and the secret government that. I've never been one of those people to do all this shit say all the shit and worry about it and get all up in arms over it and angry over it every single day. Like I just, the conspiracy theory, this and the conspiracy theory that like, it doesn't effing matter. None of that shit matters because it's all a big fat illusion. And if I attack, I am attacked. If I believe I'm attacked, I'm attacked. I mean, this is what we learned when we went through the Course in Miracles for the first couple years of the show. I mean, I did 365 episodes in which I read a new lesson every day in A Course in Miracles, and I've mentioned it a few times in the past couple weeks, but I've noticed so many people in the New Age community still stuck on this, still stuck on this stuff getting political when they should have just been spiritual worrying about a war going on in heaven that a, they're not a part of B has nothing to do with with them and c it might not even be happening at all anyway. And D being upset about something that we don't even know if exists or not, or if it's real or not. Someone is manipulating you to believe it is happening and you know, or they're feeding you information that may, maybe it is happening. So what? (laughs) <laughs> what can you do about it? What can I do about it? Fly up there in my spaceship and negotiate for peace? No. I don't even have a car, dude. I don't even have a bicycle. How could I, you know, I can't even, there's nothing I can do about it. Vote for the right president on the planet so that the off-rule rulers will stop, stop fighting? That's impossible. You know, like there's, like, so even if any of that is happening, so what? What can you do about it? Nothing. Not one damn thing. There's nothing we can do about it. If it's true. If it's true, what can we do? Nothing. What can you do instead today? You can meditate. You can turn inward. You can focus on your divine being. You can focus on your soul, which is your kingdom. You can focus on your throne that you sit on to become king of your own kingdom you can focus on love emanating love while seated on your throne you can emanate love throughout the universe love is the most important thing I've said it since the beginning of the show it's the same that I'm telling you now love is the most important thing love 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 nothing more so I like the fact that we won't need an educational system. We're practically there already anyway with the advent of the internet. What do we need school for? If someone's interested in history, they can look up history. And in a couple hours, they can know all of the history. They don't need to be quizzed on it and talk about it and trained about it. You know, people don't need that. Kids don't need that. Like it's, you don't need eight hours a day five days a week for you know 13 years anymore it's just it's kind of a waste of time I mean some education is is needed some education sure you know everyone needs to know how to read and write everyone needs to know how to do math and I'm not saying that socialization isn't important either because it is but I mean it's too many hours in school and there's too much homework I mean when I put my kids in, in public school, they were coming home with 20 pages of homework a night. Third graders with 20 pages of homework. Like they sat in school for eight hours. Now they're bringing their work home. And now we have to spend two hours per child doing like we're doing, helping them doing their work. It's like, when are you going to pay me a teacher's salary? This is really stupid. If you all can't teach my kids the basics in 8 hours i think you're failing you know it's just a failed system so i'm kind of glad about that we're not going to need this anymore you know i you know it, it's it's going to be a while it might be a generation or two right it's not going to be you know so if you have kids i mean put them in school i recommend finding a really nice private school or you know homeschool and then get together with other kids Um, that are homeschooling and, you know, have a regular meetup group, you know, um, that's, you know, so they do get socialization and they don't get indoctrinated into a system that's obviously crumbling and failing and we won't need anymore. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, the, the, this thing about the economic system, we won't need it because there's going to be instant manifesting. This is strange to me. And we can't figure it out right now because we are limited. And I know that my mind is limited. So if I don't have a piece of land on which I could build whatever I want, by the time we hit the fifth dimension, do I create land with my mind? (laughs) Do I create a deed with my mind? Do we no longer need land? So when they say this stuff, don't try to figure it out right now with your mind, because your minds are limited and they will come up with limitations. Exactly. And you could see as I'm working this out, my mind is creating limitations. So you and me and all of us should stop, um, really too focus, stop being too, too focused on this and we won't need governments. So, I mean, I've kind of stopped almost entirely listening to anything that's going on with any governments anywhere, like whatever. You know, um, except for the government here, because I'm still, I'm still in, you know, we're still in the third dimension, so we still have to do things, we still have to work, still have to pay for food and rent and all that. You can't just say, well, we're gonna be in the fifth dimension soon anyway, so it doesn't even matter. Well, yeah, that's true, but what if we're not fully anchored in the fifth dimension for another six years? Do you think you're gonna need a place to live? Obviously, yes. I have had the conversations with a couple of people that say, um, you know, these kinds of things. Well. I'm not going to even worry. I mean, I don't need an education. I don't need to go to university. I don't even need a job. I mean, I'll give you the fifth dimension anyway soon. It doesn't even matter. Well, it, 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 that's true to an extent, but while you're still kind of needing to eat and needing shelter and needing clothing, you should probably continue to do the things that you were always doing for it to get these things, but keep focused on getting to the fifth dimension in your spare moments when you're not at work when you're not you know busy paying your bills or whatever um, I would say you could focus on it as often as possible once an hour you know whatever you should maybe not even focus on time necessarily but you know every time your nose itches start meditating for five minutes or (laughs) you know instead of focused on an outward clock because all of that's an illusion as well but don't give up your day job until we're in the fifth dimension and don't need day jobs. Basically. I like the fact that there's going to be peace and no war, no trade agreements. Now I thought that the, that there were trade agreements that the fifth dimensional, like, you know, beings still have trade. I think maybe they're not trade agreements. Um, I mean, there's no money. Maybe there's no money involved. Maybe it's just, you know, I'll give you these berries for that. Whatever (laughs) for that fabric. And, and you know, then I'll take half of the fabric and I'll trade it for, I mean, maybe, but if everything's going to flow according to vibration, that's pretty nice. I like that. That's what they say. Everything will flow according to vibration and everything will be happening as of synchronicity was a rule of the day. I got to tell you guys, there have been some weird, <clears throat> really weird synchronicities coming to me in the past few days. Now, usually it's like if I say 111 1-1-1 or 1111, and now I'm thinking about it, focusing on it, and then somebody writes me and says, I've been seeing 1111 everywhere, and they write that right at 1111 my time. You know, that kind of thing is a pretty big coincidence, and it's been happening, but to the level and extent at which the weirdness continues it's gotten stronger and more intense i was playing this word game you know the kind of word games where they give you um a circle with um at the bottom of the screen with um uh, letters and they're random letters and then they give you like a crossword puzzle on top and you have to um uh oh Oh, something's happening oh, okay I some water spilled all right never mind <laughs> I spilled water on the counter earlier and it just went off the edge of the counter and it's landing on a um, a bag that the cat got out so <laughs> I guess we're working as a team so it's not on the floor but it's on this bag that she put there I'll have to take care of that later I guess we're working as a team she helped me out with that one <laughs> <laughs> that was weird <clears throat> anyway, um, every time I get water out of my, um, I have this um, giant water bottle on the counter and then I've got a um, USB plug-in thing, like a pump. And I, and I so I use it, I charge it up by USB and then it's good to go for like a month. And then every few weeks I've got to recharge it. But anyway, when I'm pumping the water into my container that I put in the refrigerator, it, leaks onto to the counter and I keep forgetting about that. So sometimes it leaks and then I just, whatever it's going to dry. Anyway, the counter's marble, it's not going to hurt anything. And then <laughs> usually, you know, another 30 minutes later, a few, a little bit of the water kind of goes over the edge and well, there you go. It's kind of weird. Anyway, <clears throat> I thought there was a giant bug in here from the sound. I was like, Oh my God, what is that? It was just water. Anyway, <laughs> anyway so um, <laughs> money will flow like water I was just saying everything will flow <laughs> according to vibration and then the water started flowing see that's one of the weird and, and everything will ha- be happening as though synchronicity was a rule of the day and it will be and you'll be astonished at how much you don't need as fifth mesh beings okay yeah so synchronicity I said flow and the water started flowing and then I was talking about synchronicity see that's the kind of shit I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just happened right now, right on the show. It's so weird. Um. Anyway, so I was, so anyway, I was doing this uh, game or, you know, the words and the crossword puzzle and you have to uh, figure the letters. It, it, so you um touch the letters and you make a, um, you know, a word. And then the word, if it's right, it goes directly into the, um, you know the screen and and then you solve the next word and so on and so forth anyway I'm you know it said something about being good for your brain and I thought well you know what I haven't done a new game in a while and I had to get rid of my covet game because um or covet I guess you'd call it c-o-v-e-t the fashion game because now um it was just taking up way too much space and I loved it and I I made sure they can save my place so You know, whenever I can buy a new phone, I can, I could get it back, download it again. But, um, anyway, so I've been doing, you know, just random games. I I finally started Candy Crush. Never tried that one before. I thought, Hey, it's about time. (laughs) How am I doing? Baby, I'm crushing it. (laughs) Anyway, (coughs) so I'm, so I was just, um, I was, I was, in the middle of time, I was watching Seinfeld or some show and I was doing a word and I mean, I don't know what the word is. I know it began with an A, but as I'm, you know, maybe say this just, just for, you know, the way of by way of example, just say the word was anchor as I am, I'm like on A N C H and you know I'm about to do the O and the R when somebody on the TV says anchor. You know it's like a really it was a strange word. It was a word you don't hear every day. And as I'm doing it in my game and it was the main word, I knew it. It was obvious and right when I said it they or right when I'm typing it, that's when they said it. Later I was um I had something on in the background and I was typing a um word and it was like a song or something I was listening to and it, it said the same word as I was typing it. And again, it was another one of those words that you don't talk about much, that you don't say much, you know? So weird stuff like that, like, um, you know, just those kinds of synchronicities. Now it's not, it's beyond three, 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 you know, or eleven eleven It's beyond the numbers. It's, um, You know, when I I started thinking about somebody and he wrote me um, within 20 minutes, I mean, I thought of him and I said, I want to hear from you. I want to make sure you're okay. Please write me. And this is not a good old friend I've known for a long, long time. It's someone who listens to the show and I've talked to him, you know, a couple dozen times over the years, but we're not like particularly really close, even though I wouldn't mind being better friends with him. He's a cool person, but, um, he wrote me within, and I wrote to him, I said, I was just thinking he wrote me and I said, it's weird. I was just thinking about you. I've been thinking about you for a couple of days. I was wondering about you and I was hoping you're okay. And he was like, yeah, I was just thinking about you too. It was weird. You know? So I, I don't know if that's more of a synchronicity as much as we are contacting each other via telepathy through emotional, through our emotional body. And we're able to contact people much more uh, rapidly through the use of our emotional body. This is very helpful to have an emotional body. And apparently not all um, ETs have an emotional body, which is quite strange. But, um, it is the way it is. So we have them for a reason. I think it's part of our telepathic communication. And that's how I'm able to communicate with other beings as well is through not only my you know mental means, but also um, emotional means and spiritual means. it's it's all like kind of connected together there. So anyway, I just thought that was weird. I, when I read that part about the synchronicity, I'm like, dang, it the synchronicities have been very very weird and like I would like read an article and um you know just randomly have an idea about something and that might lead to another article which leads to another article next thing I know one or two or three people are contacting me with questions about things I just read in those articles it's like I happen to have the answers why because spirit led me to these articles. So I would know them. I would know the information beforehand. And now people are calling me with this information. It is really weird how everything is lining up a lot more than I ever imagined it would, <laughs> you know, on a day to day, like in, you know, it's very, very weird. So, um, you know, like I was thinking about, um, wondering what day Thanksgiving is. And within five minutes, I get an email about a restaurant locally that is going to be serving Thanksgiving dinner to Americans because um, although Ecuadorians have gotten really excited about um, Thanksgiving dinner now, you know, so it's becoming kind of a secondary popular holiday here, but not quite yet. And Halloween is the same thing. I feel like, it, you know, the more gringos move here, the more <laughs> we're going to bring our holidays with us. Eventually, Ecuadorians will be celebrating Halloween and they will be celebrating Thanksgiving. I just have a feeling it's going to be one of those things that catches on It because I do, like when I went to um, a restaurant a couple years ago to, to have Thanksgiving dinner, it was really weird because... Um, half the people there were Ecuadorians eating, eating the, the Thanksgiving food because they were curious about some of the people had like lived in New York and New Jersey and lived up and down the Eastern seaboard. Some people just really missed Thanksgiving because they, you know, enjoyed living in the States for a while. But some people were there just because I'm just curious. This is weird. What is this? Do you, go, do you know what this is? You know, it was very strange. Like my um, my friend Patty didn't know anything about the Thanksgiving meal until she married an American. And now she's like, that's really weird. You guys eat weird food. I'm like, we don't eat this kind of food the rest of the year. It's, we only eat the weirdest food <laughs> on this one day and then that's it. You know, we might eat mashed potatoes from time to time, but we don't do all of these starches <laughs> in one meal. Usually it's just probably the most unhealthy meal Americans eat. And we collectively eat the same things. It's almost, it's very, very weird anyway. So, but this whole synchronicity thing, I, you know, I wanted to uh, bring it up because it is really intensely, um, showing itself now to me. And I hope it's showing itself to you. Now, the more we hit, uh, the fifth dimensional frequencies, the more we accept them into our bodies, the more we um, raise our vibration and the more we let go of our shadow stuff, the more we're able to cleanse and clear ourselves out. I think the more these synchronicities are going to be coming so um it says we advise you to focus on being fifth dimensional beings on grounding in fifth dimensional energies so to reiterate, don't ground yourself any longer to the third dimensional earth. I've said it all along. (laughs) I've said it all along. Um, You know, and I have said it for the past year, even in season four, that we need to ground ourselves into the fifth dimensional earth, the fifth dimensional energy. And we do need, and it says uh, we have to clear what we need to clear from our chakras in order to ascend rather than focusing on and complaining about broken systems and who needs to do what, you know, yeah, sign the petition still, you know, but don't focus on it. Don't spend, you know, hours on a petition and gain it to everyone, you know, just, you know, send it along and then that's it, you know, it, you know, just focus on the fifth dimensional beings that you are being that your job is to work within this self. That's what they say, uh, where you have all the power within the now, you can offer a vibration that's different from the one you were offering in the previous moment when you focus on the now and when you focus on the higher vibrations. Yes. I've, I hopped like five timelines. When I woke up this morning and that thing happened to me, there was no way I was going to be able to do the show or talk. And I, I asked God to hop me over to another timeline where I could do the show. And I hopped up like five timelines while I was asleep. I had really powerfully intense, intense, deep deep dreams i slept very deeply and um even my cat she went next to my feet and she put her little paws on my foot and we held paws it was adorable <laughs> so adorable of us and we just slept like that together for hours and it was deep deep powerful sleep and um i woke up feeling like i was in a different timeline for sure and i asked and muscle testing tells me i hopped up 5 different timelines while i was asleep And, um, even like a couple hours ago, I had made the decision. I'm not going to do the show till tomorrow and do two shows tomorrow. And then, um, I realized that my voice was better and I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. I think I might've hopped up a timeline and that you know, in those few moments, my uh, time has been very weird. Five minutes, um, will pass. And then I realize I look on the clock and it's actually been 40 minutes to an hour has passed. It's really, really weird. Um, you know, it's just my perception of time and time. I don't know if time itself is speeding up or slowing down, but I know that my perception of it is completely off. Like I'm not, I I have separated out more from actual time itself. It's very, very odd, um, shifting feeling that, but, um, it says that your vibration will dictate everything. So if you are ready for more contact with extraterrestrials, you will have it. If you're not interested in that, probably it's not going to happen. So, you know, your vibration, what you're thinking of, what you're focusing on, that's what's going to happen. But if you want more contact, you're going to get it. I think that's interesting. I do want contact with Pleiadians and Lyrans. I want to meet them. You know, I'd like to actually meet, come face to face with, um, Arcturians, but I have to be in the ninth dimension for that. So that's going to be, that's going to take me a few minutes to get there. But um, I like that. Those who want to be able to travel will be able to regardless of where you want to go. I, I didn't know if that meant in, our, in spaceships with ETs or if they mean you just think about Paris and now you're, you know, on the corner holding a croissant, <laughs> you know because um, that's what I would be doing in Paris is eating a croissant and my coffee. <laughs> that's what I want from from Paris, you know, is the pastry <laughs> and the view. And, and, oh, God, it's, you know, not necessarily having rude conversations with the Parisians necessarily. I have met people from Paris that were just, oh, my God, so rude. Unbelievably rude. Like, what... But then I met some people from Paris who were actually very sweet. So that is not necessarily a myth, but it's not as bad as people make it out to be. Honestly, I've actually met a lot of amazing people from France. Actually, I have people that I met in my travels that still write me years later from France. Wonderful people. There's one woman who's from the countryside. I just adore her. She's so sweet, but she wants to live here in South America forever. And she went back to France, and now she's back in Colombia with her boyfriend. I thought, aw. And I talked about her a couple years ago, and every now and again I hear from her. But now that I'm thinking about her, I'll tell you guys as soon as I hear from her again. Because <laughs> I might just, you know, the synchronicities are amazing. Anyway, she's a pretty sweet person, so it'd be nice to hear from her. Make sure she's okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, if you want contact with ETs, you're going to get it. I'd love that. So it says, don't try to sort it out now. Cause you know, you'll be able to travel where you want to. Uh, yeah, we can't, we can't have it figured out. That's true. Our minds are limited. So what we need to do, um, basically raise the level of the consciousness on the planet by raising your own, helping other people, loving other people. Um, and it says you don't have to worry about what others are doing or not doing. That's true just let that one sink in. You don't have to worry about what others are doing or not doing. That includes the governments or the evil factions or the evil this and the evil that it's not up to you to judge other people, whether they're evil or not. So what, you know, it's not, none of that is up to you. What's up to you is changing your own consciousness in each moment, paying attention to the now and gain outside of all of the illusory uh, parts of our world. And in the meantime, you know, go to work, pay for your bills, whatever. But every moment you get a chance to just be in that now, that minutia of consciousness, this instant, then everything's going to be okay. It reminds me of that song. In one indescribable instant, the whole world melts away. I feel like that's what we can do with our meditation. (laughs) Let that be your aim. (laughs) melt this third dimensional world away so we can hop up into the fifth quicker but it says you can live a more empowered life as you continue to move forward step by step to the fifth dimension so pretty much what I've been saying all along uh, these guys have said so I think that's pretty cool these guys these gals I don't know Um, they're, they're light beings they're interdimensional light beings I adore them Now, there are a few other things from them recently. I'm going to try to read something else maybe uh, tomorrow if I remember. But now, I want to take you guys over to Space Weather News because guess what, guys? Even though they said we weren't going to get any, uh, what did they say? They said at first uh, on the 15th we would get it and then the 16th, then they said, it's probably not going to be here until the 17th. Well, it was early morning, 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock, that we got hit by pretty powerful stuff. <laughs> we got hit by, uh, they say, an unexpected solar wind. And I'm like, did they hop a timeline in which they forgot what they said a few days ago? We expected it, didn't we? I said it on the show. It was coming because that's what I read. And then they were like, oh, that's so strange. <laughs> you know? You're know? you the ones that told us it was coming. And now it it's just, it's really weird. And it makes me wonder what's happening. You know, are the people that do the space are they hopping up timelines too? Of course they are. So are we anyway, it says, unexpectedly earth is entering a slow moving but dense stream of solar wind on November 15th. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So even before it turned to the 16th, you know, like in the middle of the night, as soon as I was done with the show, basically guess what (laughs) we were hit by solar wind and the solar wind speed is 603.8 kilometers per second. Should have known. I feel great, even though I don't physically feel great. Um, My body has been very, uh, I feel beaten up. I feel like I've been um, punched. Excuse me. Oh, my throat hurts a lot. I feel like I've been punched a lot (laughs) in my back. I feel like someone just beat me the hell up, beat me up, like just punched me in the spine and all the muscles in my back and neck. I feel really, really out of it physically but emotionally i feel awesome and it's this dense stream of solar wind it's really really awesome when this happens so they say relatively strong magnetic fields in the stream are opening a crack in the earth's magnetosphere and it has set the stage for possible arctic auroras so that's really awesome now sunspot ar-2896 Has a stable magnetic field and poses no threat for solar flares. So that's what's going on still. This is the, um, let me see. I'm going to, I'm going to actually, you know what, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to, uh, I had a feeling they've updated it. Um, we have three sunspots, so we're on sunspot number 35. I'm like, it said sunspot 23. I'm like, I have a feeling they've updated it. I just refreshed the page. Sure enough, they did. There are three sunspots now, and they all have alpha-class magnetic fields that pose no threat for strong solar flares. See, I kind of felt that was still the case, but felt like, no, we have more than one. I just feel it. And the solar wind speed is 609.7, so it's actually increasing, and that sounds pretty awesome. Now, tomorrow, we're going to have even more... um, solar wind flow it, it, it started soon and it's going to um, sooner than they expected and it's going to continue throughout the next day or two so I'm excited about it I like it I like the energy of it and I've been trying to consciously utilize that energy to boost me up into the fifth dimension and to fall away more from the third dimension so anyway uh, there's been actually zero change in the past 48 hours from the ulu neutron counts and we're at 8.5% of the um, space age average and let's see um, so it says right now earth is inside a stream of solar wind flowing from the southern coronal hole which looks like an angry cat if you go look at the uh, dark spots on the Sun right now it's very very strange um, the, yeah, the coronal holes. All right. So NASA's all sky cameras and the all sky fireball network, um, has been scanning the skies above the United States for meteoritic fireballs. And what they found today was, um, well, apparently nothing. <laughs> the same is what I said on the fort or on the 15th, the 14 fireballs. They're still, that was the last report. So I'm assuming that means that they either didn't fix it on time or updated it at all, or there just weren't any, which I think is highly unlikely. I'm sure there were some. They might not have actually witnessed them or took a picture of them, but I'm sure there were some. It just makes sense that there would be, right? All right, so the Schumann Resonance News coming from DisclosureNews.it is just seven, no big deal, a little bit less than normal. So I don't know, it's the opposite of a spike. It's a negative spike, I suppose. Now, um, as far as the information coming from heartmouth.org, it looks like there was another really huge spike in hulu But, yeah, okay, this is, it looks like this is the one I did mention, 516 hertz frequency. I wanted to mention it in case. Okay, yeah, I had it on 28 days and and the spike looked different. I move it to seven days, of course, it's stretched out and magnified on the screen. So, now you can see, yeah, we already talked about this one. We don't have to talk about it again. All right, so Sunday, November 14th, that is the most recent report at the 2300 hour that we have available on heartmath.org which is the HeartMath Institute anyway um, California was at 58 hertz frequency and these are the spikes that come up off of the 7.83 hertz which is normal that's the baseline so anything above obviously 8 is significant in fact I would say anything above 10 or 11 is significant but these are the spikes this is um What we have, California is at 58 hertz frequency. Hofuf, Saudi Arabia, as well as Northland, New Zealand either remain offline or are both at zero, just flatlining, no spikes there. Uh, Lithuania was at 145 hertz frequency. Alberta, Canada was at 79 hertz frequency. Last but not least, (laughs) Hulului was at 267 Hertz frequency and that's a Shimon resonance news um, for today now before we go to our sponsor I would like uh, you guys to really go and check out this website of our sponsor jupiter-jewels.com I was looking at this and I love what she says here she says a little about us Jupiter Jewels was created during Jupiter's ingress into dreamy Pisces the prosperous prosperous planet is happy in this sign and is able to provide its bountiful blessings easily. It is our intention at Jupiter jewels to provide you with the tools to help you connect more deeply with all Jupiterian blessings, spirituality, abundance, self growth, and more. I thought that was really cute. Um, she's got a lot of cool stuff here, like soda light, double-sided crystal face roller. Like, Wow. But she has every kind of crystal face roller you could ever want. Jade, rose quartz, rock quartz, black obsidian. um, And even mini face rollers. These are really cool and they're actually very reasonably priced. And a face roller you can use, um, I think, as part of a face yoga. You can prepare your skin for um, receiving... uh, moisturizer all kinds of stuff but she's got bracelets tumble stones even sound healing devices which is really cool and uh, beautiful it looks like very high quality stuff and I love the purple of the website I've been meaning to get here and I'm glad I finally came so I just wanted you guys to know I mean look Christmas is coming you've got some people to buy for you might not know what to buy for them. But you know, your mom might want one of these uh, face rollers or your best friend uh, might want one of these. And they're not just for women. They're for men as well. But if you don't like that idea, we've got all of the singing bowls that will activate each of your chakras. So if you're having problems uh, with communication, you might want to get the throat chakra singing bowl. And if you want um, to take care of stuff with your, uh, you know, issues with your uh, solar plexus area, she's got the solar plexus chakra singing bowl and on so on and so forth. We've got third eye, sacral root, and even Keter, the crown chakra singing bowls. And these will help uh, your vibrations, it will help clear out your chakras if you're having uh, stuckness in any of those areas. this might be something that you want to uh, look at. She also has raw crystals and geodes and wands. ooh, towers and pyramids, candle holders, and even pendulums and of course bracelets. So, I mean, I don't think there's a lot of things on this uh, website. I don't think you could go wrong with any of these things. Um, People love the way that crystals feel in their hands, even if they're not spiritual. You could buy, you know, if you have a very ant-negative, an ant negative, a negative ant is what I was gonna say. Yeah, a negative Nelly, ant negative Nelly. <laughs> There's a natural selenite tower that I think will, you know, make her right as rain. <laughs> selenite, I that's what I have. I, I sit and um, I lay and hold my selenite and I hold it over different chakras as I sleep. And I wake up in the morning and I feel really good. I think this is why I'm able to hop timelines uh, so quickly. So I just wanted to mention it because um, I, I love the stuff that she has here. I feel like it's going to be able that you're going to be able to increase your vibration um, from, you know, gain anything on this website, really. And um, so show your love and support for one of your fellow listeners. She is an amazing human being. And this website reflects how great she is because this is a great website. Anyway, I'm going to take a quick break, guys. When I come back, we're going to get to the rest of the show right after this. This episode of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, is sponsored by Jupiter Jewels, an independent online crystal store, helping you to connect more deeply with all Jupiterian blessings, including spirituality, abundance, self-growth, and more. Providing affordable shipping across the UK, Europe, and North America, Jupiter Jewels, can help you progress on your spiritual path with ease visit jupiter-jewels.com today to explore life's hidden jewels that's jupiter-jewels.com Guys, so I decided to talk about the Twin Flame um, journey and what I've been learning over the past several weeks. Um, A friend of mine just got together with his Twin Flame, and several of you have gotten together also with your Twin Flames in the past um, year, and you've contacted me, and we've had communication about it. Now, I have not met my Twin Flame, full disclosure, but I am on the twin flame journey. I came here in a cluster of eight people. Uh, twin flames either come in a cluster of two, four, six or eight. There's not that many talking about this. Uh, me and um, a whole new and angel Rose. They have uh, talked about this um, years ago. In fact, I interviewed them on my show about it. That's how I learned about it. Um, a long time ago and they were I believe on Coast Coast AM um, gosh back in the day <laughs> you know years ago but um, I've been interested in the whole Twin Flame thing for a long time and as soon as I found out I was on the Twin Flame journey which I think I've talked about in the past week or so uh, it kind of freaked me out I was with my soulmate at the time and people kept randomly coming up to me, telling me I'm on this journey. And after my husband and I, um, ended up breaking up, not because of that, but, um, he had health issues that nobody knew he had and it affected his brain. And he ended up, um, we ended up divorcing. Then he died from, uh, complications of cancer, including brain cancer. And anyway, uh, Since then, you know, I've been wondering, who's my twin flame? And I met somebody who was a near twin flame, and I was really confused by the connection at the time. And it was unlike anything I've ever in my life experienced, even though he was not my twin flame, he was my near twin. We came in a cluster, and the clusters don't have to be all human or all archangel or all starseed. I think it's kind of like it's a prearranged um, agreement that you're going to come in a cluster to uh, fulfill a specific uh, energetic mission. And if you can't find your twin flame or get it together in time, you have, you know, more chances. So like, for example, if it's just you and your twin flame in a cluster, it's going to be much easier for you to, to get together. And maybe your mission is um, more Simple. I think this is kind of my, um, muscle testing suggests when I asked this, a prime creator, uh, that this is a case that maybe your twin flame journey is that you meet, you fall in love, you have children, you live somewhere together and the love that you generate, um, affects the world. So pretty simple, simple stuff. And, you know, so I think people on a twin flame journey where they meet really early And um, that they're here for a simple mission. They don't have other people in their cluster. And I feel like people that have a lot of people in their cluster, their journey is a little bit, or at least their mission is a little bit more complicated. Um, You know, so if you affect the world on a much grander scale, when you have like a cluster of eight people. And so when I was with my near twin, we didn't even um engage on a physical sexual level for eight months eight or nine months before we actually started like kissing each other and and actually and more and dating like a couple and it was funny because during that eight months he would come over and he was completely unconscious about what was happening but i would feel this energy and it would wake me up it would be intense and i'd feel energy Flowing, um, like from my heart to his heart and it would be like from like, you know, the back of his heart to the front of my heart and the back of my heart to the front of his heart. And I just saw, I felt this energy and sometimes I felt it, um, you know, flowing back and forth like a ping pong ball going back and forth between us, this energy. Sometimes I felt it like a huge bubble where it would just, uh, envelop, my room and then the building and then eventually the neighborhood and possibly the city and um, and I don't know what that was I think it was a healing energy more than um, just a pure like let's put out you know love so the world feels it. it was like it felt like a bigger mission and because I couldn't get together with my real twin flame at that moment and neither could he we were like the substitutes just to hang out together and, and it's not always romantic and even my um, my oldest kid is part of my cluster. And so she and I just had to, or he and I, because now she's a he, um, they <laughs> and I had to, um, and we ended up being, uh, I don't know what we did together. I didn't feel the energy between us so much. Um, doing the same thing as my near, my other near twin and I, it was more of a, I um I think, conversating about things that are going on in the world and rectifying things in our minds, you know, like if we were going to change the world, how would we change it or what's going on in the world and what's wrong and what isn't wrong. And we'd have these massive discussions. And I feel like somehow through those discussions, we were able to bring, um, different levels of understanding to the world and a lot of stuff that she helped me or he, they helped me to understand, um, in the world I'm now imparting to you guys as part of my newfound wisdom. That wasn't originally mine, but was rather theirs. My, my oldest kids. So, um, and even though my youngest is on a twin flame journey, he's in a different cluster so in muscle testing suggests it doesn't make sense that that's the case, but it is the case. It's very odd. So like if you come in a cluster, you have a lot more, it's more complicated. You have a lot more things to do, um, you know, as part of your mission and your task. So if you're only with four people, maybe in your cluster and it has nothing to do with your soul ties necessarily either. Um, does it? No. Oh, it does. Okay, no, it does have to do with your soul ties. Sorry. Uh, I didn't think it did, So, but Prime Creator's telling me now, no, it does. It actually does. It has to do with your soul ties with those people um, as well. So my near twin and I, we had a little relationship for a while, and then he and I broke apart, and within a year he found his real twin flame. And they did the runner-chaser dynamic. They're not um, archangels. They just... They fell into that without even knowing they're both consciously unaware, but now they're together and everything is wonderful. But since they were able to meet, he was able to finish his um, degree and get a really, really, really high paying job, which was amazing because when I met him, he was always broke. Right? So um, I think something to do with his twin flame journey with her, with his real twin flame, that put him on a really good road. And with me maybe he would not have found the same road possibly, right? And so I know that my twin flame is famous. I'm pretty sure that my um my oldest kid's uh twin flame is famous and she's chosen or they I'm sorry, have chosen to be rather instead um in a soulmate relationship. And marriage. So, because it doesn't seem like it's going to work out between her and her twin flame because of the age difference and of several other things, you know, complications, even though they have met um, kind of briefly for a few moments here and a few moments there. Again, he's married, he's famous, you know, there's complications. My guy is famous, he's um, not in my life yet, but he will be. Um, I'm, I have faith, at least, that he will be. And I don't know why it's so damn complicated for me and my cluster, but you know, we just, I think possibly bit off more than we could chew. But what is a twin flame? So having known that information, what is a twin flame? The briefest definition I can give you is that a twin flame is literally, um, your soul in a different body. It's one soul, two bodies, your soul kind of split, um, in order to have this binary experience, this um, male and female um, energy experience. So you could be um, a lesbian couple and one of you is a divine masculine, one is a divine feminine. So when I say binary, I mean it's like a feminine and a masculine um, uh, bipolarity for this third dimension that we've been living in. And the third dimension itself is, you know, hot and cold up and down left and right. Um, yes and no, um, you know, day and night, you know, it's like there, it's a world of opposites. And so we, our souls had to be split into, um, opposites to have a complete, um, I guess, is it called binary experience or bipolar (laughs) bipolarity experience? Whatever. Like we're, we're, having to ex- express our lives in in um, these co- constant and consistent opposites and so we have to be a masculine and a feminine and it doesn't have anything to do with the gender identification or the gender um, of our physical bodies but rather um, the way that we express ourselves um, energetically okay so you know you don't have to be in a straight relationship in order to, um, take part. Oops. Oh gee. I wish I could blame that cat on that, but it was me. (laughs) I moved my notebook and I accidentally hit the, um, my computer and it started (laughs) at the end of the bewitched episode. I was watching while I ate my vegetable and meat chili that I made for myself earlier. Anyway, um, Again, with spicy food, I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't stop. (laughs) Anyway, so so that's pretty much what it is. And I just looked, and we have 1133. Those are both twin flame numbers. And 1111 is something that you see a lot if you are in a twin flame couple. If you're not in a twin flame couple, um, and you're not here on a twin flame journey, you do have a twin flame in heaven um, acting as a, a spiritual guide for you. That person can always be at your side forever more, always, but they're there in spirit. You can develop a communication with them. So don't worry about that. If you're here on a soulmate journey, you might notice that some of these things are similar, but it's way different. It's way, way different. Um, So basically I've been counseling people that are going through this twin flame thing and trying to navigate the waters of it because it's so much more intense than anything else you've ever experienced. And I know it's going to be intense for me when I have my twin with me, but I'm hoping I can navigate the waters of it easier. Um, because I've been kind of living vicariously through all these other people going through these issues with their uh, twin flames. Now, um, you are on a mission with them. Okay. You are here for not just loving them and having a relationship. And because of that, it is really, really intense. And we have issues. (laughs) There are issues that have to be resolved and met, you know, before we can, um, and resolved before we could even get into just having the relationship. Together, Right. So, um, there is something that a lot of people want in a partner. And that is someone that they can rescue or someone that, um, can rescue them. Okay. So a lot of us have a secret fantasy, you know, the knight in shining armor coming to our rescue or us being the knight in shining armor. Um, you know, regardless of gender, you know, we either want to rescue somebody or them rescue us or, you know, um, have a mutual codependent relationship where you rescue each other or you help each other to, um, do horrible things, you know, like you help them get their alcohol and they're an alcoholic, you know, and that is something that is, is, um, a relationship, um, it's it's something that happens in a lot of relationships, right It's super common, but when you're in a twin flame relationship, you have to or on the journey you have to make sure that you heal that before you meet, otherwise you're not going to meet if you are trying to get them to rescue you and you're you are counting on that it's not gonna happen. you have to rescue yourself so that they can rescue themselves because you are the same soul in two different bodies. So this is a concept we're going to talk about quite a bit is that, you know, it's a much different animal. (laughs) Um, So before you meet, before you're in a relationship uh, with the other person, there's some things that will uh, naturally arise because it's uh, reminiscent of things that you've gone through in other relationships and past relationships. And so it's going to spark and trigger all of these things that you haven't quite resolved yet. And and so I have a list of things here. And the first thing is uh jealousy, jealousy of their being with somebody else. Uh, you know, whether it's, You know, them, you know, being with them physically, like sexually or kissing um, somebody else. And you might have a dream about them. Even if you don't even know them, you've never met, you're not even in a relationship. You might have a dream that the love of your life is with somebody else. And so you have to, that is your subconscious mind preparing the way for you to be with them by getting rid of the idea of your being jealous. So I wrote down, um, something that I've told a few people about this is we can reframe this in the way that you think, um, that you are them. They are you, even though they're an individual human different than you, they have their own, you know, things that are different than yours. You guys are either going to be very much alike or very much opposites that attract each other. Um, and I've, I've met couples that are both the opposite, but also having a lot in common or, or just being super, super, um, you know, alike to each other or really the opposite, but somehow they fit as a puzzle. And um, so every twin flame relationship is, is obviously unique and different, and you have a different mission than all the other twin flames out there. You know, it's not all the same mission. Otherwise there'd only be one or two couples out there. They fulfill the mission and bada boom, bada bing. The world is fixed or whatever. <laughs> not that we're here to fix the world necessarily, but we're here just to add to it in a way in which we're going to increase it, the vibration and decrease um, negativity in the world. Right? So, how can, so how do you resolve this? So say you're, you're laying in bed, you're by yourself wishing your twin flame was with you, whether you've met them or not. And you're not really in a relationship yet. And suddenly you become very aware that they're with somebody else. How do you become aware of it? You feel it in your body. You feel like you're having a relate. You're having relations with somebody else or you're kissing someone else, but you're not. But then you realize that your twin flame is not even thinking about you. And you can maybe, in your mind's eye, you close your eyes and you can see the face of the person they're with. This has happened to me a couple times. It hasn't been for a couple years since he and I started to telepath with each other. Now I think he's waiting for me. I mean, knock on wood. I hope that's the case, but, um, I haven't been aware of him being with anybody else since he and I have had really intense telepathic, uh, communication. Um, thank God. But anyway, when this first happened three, four years ago, I was at first, I was kind of annoyed. I was jealous. I'm like, you know, I'm not trying to think about you being with somebody else. I'm not trying to think about sexuality right now. This is really annoying, you know, (laughs) trying to get some rest over here. And I started to realize that, He is me. We're the same soul. And so at least one of us is getting laid. (laughs) Half of us is getting laid anyway. (laughs) So basically, um, you are them. You know, you're also having fun. So if they're kissing someone, you're in a way you're kissing someone. If they're making love in a way, you're also making love, right? So they're having fun for both of you. You know, because they're adding to your soul's experience. You're adding to your soul's experience. And I, you know, I've joked often about my twin flame being, um, you know, he, he stole more than his share of the soul and he's using it to get famous and be very rich. Where, you know, he's living up there high on the hog with his half of the stole he stole. and <laughs> my half the soul? I'm just like barely making ends meet over here you know <laughs> he's living high on the hog I'm living low around the hot ham hocks <laughs> which is a line I heard on Lucy with Tennessee Ernie Ford God rest his soul but <laughs> but I mean not really I mean it's not like he could take more of the blink he could take more of the blanket in our bed one day but he's not going to really be able to take more of our soul than I am but it's kind of my joke you know I feel like he's maybe living a little bit more. He's living a lot better. He's living larger than me. He's living at a whole another level than me. That's for damn sure. But when I put it in a way in which he is having, so the jealousy is the number one issue that people have, like, you know, like why, you know, do they get to have fun and you're not and blah, blah, blah. But if you reframe it and just say, well, you know, they're having fun for the both of us they're out partying for the both of you right now. They're out doing whatever for the both of you right now. And you're here working on the shadow side for the both of you so that your soul can be healed and whole again someday. So now here's another common issue is when they're asleep and you're awake, spiritually speaking. So when you meet and then they're not even aware of what the hell's going on or what this is and, they're um, really, really um, not even aware that you like them, you know. And and one person I know who just met—he just met his twin flame, and he's just so excited. Like, holy moly, you know. Um, he's the one. I know he's the one. This is the guy. This is the guy for me. We're gonna be together forever, never, never. And oh my god, and and you know, he got upset this weekend when this guy canceled plans on him because he had some other stuff going on. And he's like, how could he treat me like this? He's like all the other guys in, in the world, maybe he's not my twin and all that doubt. And that actually leads to another, another thing is the doubt, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, in fact, I don't think I wrote that down doubt. Boom. Okay. So we we'll get to that in a minute. But, um, but when you, meet each other and they're not aware of the connection or any of it and you start to remember more and more and remember this is not the first time we've lived this life and suddenly you're like oh my gosh you already see the kids you see the grandkids you see the whole thing the whole nine yards you and your mind you're already picking out you know baby names <laughs> you're already planning um, family vacays and they don't even know that Twin flames exist, let alone that you are there forever. Someone, they might not even know how they feel about you yet, you know? So to that, and to my friend, I told him, slow your roll there, partner. (laughs) You don't know. You don't know. They don't know. So you got to, you know, you're already out there. You know, you're already living in the suburbs. You're already buying your house together. And this person's still trying to get their business together. They're trying to get their life together, and they don't even know that you know they might not even know that they're gay. You know this <laughs> for or bisexual. This person doesn't even know. This person hasn't even explored themselves enough to understand what's going on with their own self, and they haven't even gotten their business stuff together. They're working on their life, and they're still they're not totally ready to like now you know move to the suburbs, have a, you know, start adopting the kids and having a life like they don't know. So you have to dial it down like by a thousand notches and realize that they need to come to the conclusion on their own that they're your twin flame. You might nudge them along. You might mention it, you know, but after you start to see each other, like in a romantic way, but this whole, um, you know, when they're asleep and you're awake, you got to give them room and space to come to conclusions on their own, to wake up on their own and to gently and naturally organically fall into this rhythm and relationship with you you know, you have to understand that this is an extremely intense relationship. The energy is off the charts. It's awesome and sexy and romantic and passionate, but it's also intense in ways that you don't expect, you know, like my friend who's normally very, you know, in his mental body, he's very much, um, logical and he's, you know, he's, he's emotional person too. He's, he's in touch with everything and he's a balanced person, but you know when this person didn't call him when he thought he's gonna call him, he's just like man. He's crying. He's like I'm having these weird crying jags. I feel like he's like what is wrong with me right now? He's like I'm a man, <laughs> he's, and I'm acting like how I imagine women to be. Not that I'm a, and he's not a misogynist. He's not. He's like this is how it, you know women are portrayed in movies you know, like crying puddles of mess when the guy doesn't respond. He's like this is how I'm acting, and I, this is I've never acted like this. He's like, I'm over 40 years old and here I am acting like, you know, what I, how I've seen women in movies act like this is dumb. He's like, just wait. He's like, you're a woman. When you meet yours, it's going to be, he's like, I'll be laughing at you now that you're laughing at me. I'm not, wasn't laughing at him, but I was laughing. It's like, because this is a twin flame relationship. It's going to be more intense. It's going to be more um, powerful. And ultimately it's going to give your life more meaning than you ever thought possible. However, it's it's rough and i know i can't wait to see this how mine unfolds in real life when i go through some of the emotional stuff i'm going through just via telepathy having that kind of communication with him it's been really intense already i can't even imagine so i you know as i'm hearing from other people they're just like yeah and a lot of people um get together with their twin flame and the other person you know, they get overwhelmed. They're the sleeper and you're the awakened one. And you start saying things like, I think we're twin flames. I think we're meant to be. And all of a sudden, boom, all of a sudden you're deleted, you're blocked. And there's a, a rush of wind going away from you. And all that's left is a tumbleweed. <laughs> They're gone. Woo. <laughs> you know, you got to slow your roll there, partner. you got to just, you know, relax a bit. And, um, make certain that you don't overwhelm the other person with all the information from all of the things that you've been reading and researching for years and years and years on end where they're like a twin. What, (laughs) you know, you got to give them time. You got to take a deep breath and take several beats and just let them come to the conclusion. You know, you can mention the thing and say, well, you know, If you think this is what's going on, you could check it out. Look at this. Look this up and see, and give them the space to kind of research it on their own. Now, I would say Cassidy Kane. I think I said her name wrong the other day. Um, It's spelled C A S S A D Y C A Y N E. Cassidy Kane, C A Y N E, and um, she is excellent with this. Uh, Gold Ray Twin Flames is excellent and um there's not a whole lot of other people I trust with the twin flame relationship uh knowledge or information um angel rose of course um and uh a whole new, they I don't know if they're even around um uh, doing this anymore or they might be and but the, I trust them I think their their stuff is real uh but other there's a lot of people out there just trying to make a buck with this and they might just be soulmates not actual twin flames and um, there's been a few people that are out there going, "Whoa, yeah, we're twin flames, we're this, we're that," and the next thing you know, they're like divorced and they're talking trash about the other one. It's like, no, that has happened. I had to delete a few people that I was <laughs> following, and it turns out, no, they're not even good people. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't, I don't think that's uh, that that they really were twin flames. So you have to be careful with who you follow. But the Gold Ray Twin Flames. Uh, God bless and God rest Mel. Uh, he died, but his twin flame lives on and, um, is raising their child their child together. And who's an amazing child, by the way. And, um, she's doing, uh, videos now. And I, and so, but you could go back and watch all of his old info. If you're interested in researching and telling your partner, Hey, we'll check this out and see what you think. Anyway. Um, so, Another thing is you have to heal and solve all of your old relationship patterns now before you meet or before you're in a relationship, or they will come back to haunt you. (laughs) Um, That's huge. So this one, doubt. Oh, it's funny. I wrote the word doubt next to where I wrote if you start doubt. Um, Yeah, it's funny. I I did write this down because this is a huge thing. Um, so your old relationship patterns. So, so if you, you know, were cheated on in a, in a past relationship and you're not over it yet, you're still angry about it. You're going to, um, when they're around you, you're going to start feeling like, uh, they're going to cheat on you at any minute. You're so scared. You're so scared and it's going to bring it up. It's going to bring it up to you all the time. You're going to, you see them talking to someone else and it's going to be more intense more than if you were just dating someone, because if it's dating a random person, you know, like a soulmate or just a random person and they act like they're going to cheat on you, it's easy. Bye. You want to be that person? Go ahead. It's your, you know, your body, your life, Bye bye. And it's over. But with your twin flame, you know, they're a part of you. And so it's going to hurt a little bit more, but it's not that you're being hurt by them because it's really your fears in this doubting of the relationship doubting of the connection you're doubting they could be faithful to you but they can be faithful to you you can be faithful to them um if they're a narcissist they're not your twin flame guaranteed narcissists don't have a twin flame <laughs> they just don't they're twin flakes they're not twin flames they will lie and say they're your twin but I wouldn't trust that, you know? So, but if you start to doubt, they're going to start to doubt. If you start to back off from the relationship, like, I don't know if I can handle this. They're going to start to back off. If you act uninterested in them, they're going to act uninterested in you. If you feel frustration, chances are they're going to feel frustrated too. So, you know, if, if you have these issues, you know, the old relationship patterns where, you know, you're with somebody and then they cheat on you. Now you're jealous and you're insecure constantly. Well, when you meet this person, the minute they talk to like, you know, the manager of the apartment building and you think they're trying to hit on somebody, you know, and you're like, ah, and you go into a tailspin. It's like, well, you know, they're throwing their energy is throwing this up in your face so that you can go, oh shit, I need to be secure in myself. I need to get over what happened to me. I need to heal from those things that happened to me. I need to get rid of my insecurities, my jealousy, my pettiness. I've got to understand that this is a different person, a different relationship. They're probably going to be, on the up and up with me and if they can't because they're unawakened and still asleep and they haven't healed their own relationship patterns you guys need to solve it together or you're both going to be in a world of hurt now um my ex who is my near twin flame he and his um girlfriend or i don't know if they're married yet or not but they were you know gonna you know they're heading towards that they bought a house together they bought a house together and then they broke up and they did the runner chaser dynamic and he had to move out of a house he was paying for. <laughs> so, I mean, it was kind of crazy for a couple of years. He was just like crying on the phone to me and I was just having to counsel him and like, you're going to get together. She is your number one. You're going to be together forever. You know it. I know it. And on some level she knows it but she had past relationship issues he had past relationship issues they had to resolve all of that and now that they did on their own separately they resolved it now they're back together they're on track they're making money like you know moving on raising her children together everything is great right so that's how things work you know Um, when you are facing your issues they're gonna face their issues When you resolve your your depression and anxiety, you're also helping to alleviate their depression and anxiety. You are in two different bodies, but sharing one soul. Remember that this is not a soulmate connection. This is way, way, way different. You cannot bring your baggage into a relationship and expect that you could just hang out and carry your bags with you everywhere you go. And have a flare-up of of an emotion here and there and everywhere. You know, I've known couples and, you know, and I've been part of a couple in which the other person or me, you know, um, has ongoing issues throughout the relationship. I'm sorry, baby, but the buck stops here. If you are on a twin flame journey, you're going to have to get over all of that. You have to get over the jealousy, the petty insecurities, the lack of self-esteem, the lack of self-confidence, the, um, you know, anxiety and depression that comes with the unresolved issues from all the other relationships in which you were ill treated, the PTSD that other bad relationships might have given you if they got very, very hectic, you have to resolve all of these issues so that they don't come up in your twin flame relationship because they will come up until you resolve them. You know, it's not going to be like, you know, I've, I've talked to people who were like, Oh gosh, you know, I was married for 25 years until they died. And boy, those 25 years, that person, boy, they just jealous. They ran hot and cold. They gave me the silent treatment. Oh my God. It was, it was a marvelous relationship, but there were, there were moments that were, you know, we had, boy, he got angry all the time. He had an anger issue, blah, blah, blah. Like I've, I've talked to people that had, you know, soulmate relationships like that. And it's like when you're in a twin flame connection, You know what the other person's thinking because they're you, your soul. You have the same soul. You have access to their physical, their mental, their emotional, their spiritual bodies on a different level than you have with any, you don't have access to everybody else the way you do with your twin. You know, I could tune into my twin and I don't even know him in person, but I can tune into him and I could tell you, what he's eating for lunch. If he has digestion right now, I could tell you if he's doing a line of Coke or smoking weed, if he's in a business meeting or if he's sleepy, if he's horny, I could tell you everything about how, what he's going through right now, because I have access to him. He has access to me too, by the way, I've looked in the mirror and I've heard him say, you're looking pretty good today. I like that shade of lipstick. Holy crap. <laughs> I better stop looking in the mirror. Cause he could see me, see myself. Oh my God. You have access to each other <laughs> in a way that, and that's another, it's, it's a common, it's, it's not an issue. It's not a, you know, a conundrum necessarily, but you have to be aware that this is not what you've been used to over the past, you know, 30 or 40 lifetimes with your soulmates. You weren't with your twin flame in past lives. And if you were, and you remember many past lives with your twin flame, that's not your twin flame, honey. That's your soulmate, your main soulmate, your main squeeze. If you have karma with them, that's not your twin flame. You do not have karma with your twin flame. And you do not have past lives with your twin flame. You might have a between lives remembrance and you definitely see your twin flame between lives. But if you're on the twin flame journey, physically incarnate right now together, these are some of the issues you're going to have, right? So, um, they are your mirror. They are your mirror. A hundred percent. You, your being with them points out your own flaws, which I just said. So your patterns will emerge. This is the fact that they're your mirror. That is an issue. That is, one of these things that we need to be aware of. So, uh, your being with them points out their own flaws. Your patterns emerge. Anything that you forgot about in other lifetimes when you end, I mean with other lifetimes with, or or that, but anything that you've forgotten about with the ending of your last relationship. So you forget you were, um, you had a certain pattern where you just kind of leave the dishes until they took over and they did the dishes and you just kind of procrastinate so that they would take over and do everything. You might find out that in a hurry, (laughs) and this is going to be a rude awakening maybe, but maybe if you procrastinate, they're going to just be angry at you and force you to do the thing, you know, that you couldn't, you know, they're not going to, they're going to allow you to continue to procrastinate, but then they will point it out. Oh, I see you left the dishes. Oh, I see you. Um, didn't finish your work. You said you're going to. They're going to make you have better integrity. They're going to make you want to be a better person just because it's going to, at one point, it's just going to just, it will gut you inside. You know, you're going to feel like, oh God, I can't, I can't disappoint this person because I can't hurt them because I don't want to lose them so now I have to stop procrastinating now I have to do what I say I was gonna do now I need to stop being jealous now I have to realize that I am truly loved now I have to love myself now I have to have self-esteem now I have to have confidence now I have to be responsible I have to be the adult and they can't rescue me and I can't rescue them I can rescue me and through rescuing me, I rescue them. They need to rescue themselves. And through rescuing their themselves, they also rescue me when they get the gumption to get up and change something in their life. You suddenly will get this rush of energy of yes, they stop smoking. You stop smoking or they stop, you know, whatever addictive habit you stop an addictive habit that you have, even if they're different habits. You are helping each other. Even if you're separated and you have never met, they can be clearly on the other end of the world, the other side of the planet. And when they help themselves, it helps you. When you help yourself, it helps them. So nothing's ever lost in this universe. And everything that you gain, they gain. You gain spiritual insights and knowledge They're going to wake up a little bit more and they're going to gain spiritual insights and knowledge, whatever they can handle. Now, eventually, they're going to become awakened as well and then, baby, it's going to be on. It's on like Donkey Kong, right? So, um, (laughs) don't get mad that things are coming up again. You You just get to heal it now. Be grateful that this person is in your life. And they're here to help you heal. And you're here to help them heal. It's not your responsibility to heal them. It's your responsibility to heal you. Now, this next thing isn't really a conundrum or a problem. It's just telepathing. Realize that when you are feeling their emotions, or when you're feeling emotions that don't make sense for, you know, what's happening in your life. Like say you just woke up and you're eating breakfast and suddenly you're overwhelmed with anxiety, performance anxiety. And, you know, and then you tune into them. You see that they're on stage getting ready to address a crowd. Oh, no. Well, you're going to feel their emotions from time to time. Sometimes you feel their uh, mood is kind of blah, but you're up and happy. Or sometimes, you know, you're feeling this happiness that doesn't make sense because you're experiencing something very sad right now, but suddenly you get this rush of you want to burst out laughing for some reason. You're feeling their emotions. You start to uh, merge with them before you meet them in real life. I've started to merge with my guy, and I feel him uh, mentally. I hear his thought processes sometimes. I hear what he's thinking sometimes. We have conversations together I feel his emotions, and uh, he feels mine. I'm pretty sure. And there's times when I've he- I hear him telepath to me. Are you okay? I feel like you're a little bit sad right now. Let's talk about it. You know, there's a deep and powerful love there, and a connection that goes beyond anything I've ever experienced. I've had tele- telepathy with other people, not to this level, not to the idea of when I'm having a spiritual awakening, I feel his own spiritual awakening. You know, um, I feel physically in my body the way he feels in his body, you know? Um, so you could feel physical aches and pains in your body that may be because they're feeling physical aches and pains in their body. I've had hangovers that, that I don't deserve because I didn't even drink. Like what the hell I'm sharing half the burden by taking half of his hangover <laughs> you know and maybe it's because he really needed me to it's really weird it's hard to explain you know why this is happening it's mysterious but we live in a beautiful and mysterious universe and if you are having ascension flu and then the awareness that you are in a twin flame relationship and you start connecting with them more, I think it's going to accelerate your Ascension Flu symptoms in a lot of ways. This is another conundrum. This is the final one. Uh, So I feel like you're going to have this Ascension Flu that is maybe more intense than other people. You know, the solar wind hits, and I'm pulling in the energy from it, and I'm feeling great about it, and all of a sudden I'm hit with a whole bunch of really bad Ascension Flu symptoms. But I think they're being accelerated because my body is growing rapidly in the way that I am um, becoming more and more fifth dimensional, less and less third dimensional. And I believe he is too. And I believe that we're going to accelerate, accelerate each other and you're going to accelerate your twin and they're going to accelerate you. The more you gain in spiritual knowledge and awareness, um, the more you're going to have more Ascension flu symptoms which is good because the faster you're going to ascend to the fifth dimension, which is something that all of humanity is going through right now. We are all ascending to the fifth dimension, whether we lack it or not. (laughs) It's definitely happening. That's why we have so many crazy things happening on the earth right now. We are in this process. We're going to bring our physical bodies to a fifth, to the fifth dimension. Basically, we're just going to raise up in vibration and vibrate higher. It's, you know, we're not going to go to another place. It's just, we're going to be where we are now. We're just raising up in vibration. That's it. Anyway. Um, so that's all I've got uh, tonight. I just wanted to talk about this. I just, I want you to, uh, realize and recognize when you start to have a pattern emerge, if you're in a twin flame relationship, that um, if you resist it, it's going to persist a lot more than if you ignore the problem. Like if you ignore the problem in a soulmate relationship, like say you're a pack rat and you're super messy and the other person hates that about you from the beginning, they can let it fester for 10, 20 years if they're really in love with you but eventually that might lead to divorce or marital counseling <laughs> until you change your ways and, and realize that, you know, maybe Marie Kondo does have a, a point point. <laughs> and if you're not in love with it, you probably should get rid of it. You know, maybe you need to change your hoarding pack riding ways, right? But in a soulmate relationship, there's things that people let slide, you know, you, your partner, maybe they're a little bit lazy and they want to play video games on the couch instead of uh, taking you out, you know, it seems like in a soulmate relationship, you let a lot more slide than in a twin flame relationship because those patterns that you didn't like in all your other partners, you know, you're going to want so much more. And I think you're going to expect so much more out of the other person because you're going to expect so much more out of yourself because of the intensity of the love and the overwhelming Pull the magnetic pull that you have between you and your twin flame. This is the person with the red thread around their wrist. And you've got the red thread around your wrist and that thread can never be broken. You know, that's not actually true. It's not actually, there's not even a real red thread there, but it's kind of, um, an old ancient legend. I think it's, um, Chinese possibly, That, you know, you're tied to the one true love that you're gonna have forever and ever and ever. Beyond death do us part. Like once you're together at the end, you know, on your on the twin flame journey, you're never gonna not be with that person again. You're gonna be with them forevermore. You know, in other lifetimes, in heaven, wherever, you know, after you Separate for you know 10,000 20,000 years you have your first life together and your last life together in the third dimensional schematic so that's why it's so much more intense this is a reunion of the highest divine order they are your complement your counterpart they're your feminine to your masculine or you're their Um, feminine to their masculine however it is and again it doesn't matter what your gender identification is or what your physical uh, gender is because you could be a female physically and a male mentally and hold the male divine um, energy or you could be a female holding the feminine divine energy divine feminine So um, keep it in mind, it's not only for straight people who identify with the gender they were assigned in their physical body, okay? Um, So there's no judgment there one way or the other. But if you are not on the twin flame journey at all and you believe that you are, you know, you might be in for a lot of heartache, you know, going from person to person and they're not giving you the intense feelings you know that's something I've noticed in people that definitely are not on the twin flame journey and they and I've had people come to me like I thought I was with my twin flame and then they dumped me so then I thought this other guy is my twin flame and then I don't know I'm not really feeling it or they cheated on me or I don't know and like I'll ask prime Crater, it's like oh it turns out you're not on the twin flame journey at all you're just meeting one person after another after another You know, so um, if you're still having issues with someone gaslighting you or doing the narcissistic abuse uh, type of behaviors, um, go check out what narcissists do. Just there's videos galore on YouTube to figure that out because a lot of people pretend in the spiritual community to be twin flames of other people in order to manipulate and control them so that's a completely different issue it has nothing to do with your actual real twin flame so learn about it and learn how to prevent it prevent even getting involved with people that are narcissistic and sociopathic because your real true twin flame is going to be Spiritually advanced like you, it's just that they might be asleep and not aware of it yet. Once they wake up, boy, it's gonna come on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> They're gonna be really, really uh, thirsty and hungry for that spiritual knowledge that you're gonna be able to provide for them um, because you're the awakened one. But once they awake, awaken, you can then move forward on your journey together in whatever capacity that is instead of just um, having a relationship because that's not the end of the line for most twin flames for some it is depending on the level of spiritual advancement in the beginning anyway and in a cluster you can have varying levels of spiritual advancement by the way but um, also you can have uh, and I'm asking God yes muscle testing yes that's true. I just make sure, is that true? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I just want to make sure I give you guys a hundred percent of the actual, um, you know, reality truth, not my own made up crap. Right. So, uh, <laughs> as I'm writing this today and prime creator told me it's time to do a twin flame episode again about the conundrums and the things that people go through because Anyway, so another thing that you need to keep in mind is if they do a behavior that normally you would not tolerate or that has hawked you off in the past and now it's like a, um, you know, like a trigger, (laughs) you need to take a step back, take a deep breath and ask, why is it bothering you? If they don't talk to you for a couple days, why does that bother you? It's just a couple days. It's not... They didn't go away for 40 years. They didn't, you know, say I'm going out for a pack of cigarettes and never returned. And you're mad 28 years later. That's, they didn't talk to you for a day or two. That's it. It's just a day or two. So what? Make sure they're okay. Check up on them. But Hey, you know, it's like, so you have to, that's one of the other points, you know, and, and and in the beginning of every relationship, um, there's going to be one partner that decides, They need two or three weeks to decide whether or not they want to be with you or in a relationship or whatever. And they have to reevaluate and assess their life. In the twin flame connection, I imagine it's a lot more intense, right? That you're going to have to really reevaluate. You have to really reassess. You have to, you want to live on the same level as the other person. You know, you want to be able to be a good partner for them. They're going to inspire you to be the best partner you can be. And once you're together in relationship form and you've had all the things resolved, you're going to move forward in a way that you're affecting the whole wide world. Whereas a soulmate relationship might have an impact, you know, on the four or five other couples they talk to might have an impact on the community. If they, you know, volunteer here and there, but with, with uh, twin flames, there are, um, far reaching, Impacts where you're going to reach thousands upon thousands of people, if not the whole world. You know, you might get together and, um, you know, build a hospital together and then make a program where you have hospitals all around the world that are connected. So people traveling and working in hospitals, or, you know, you might end up putting on a series of benefit concerts where you're saving lives. You know, you're, you'll have another something something that you do together. It's not anything to do with just loving each other and having a decent, normal relationship. It's, it's going to be something big, 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 big mission in the world. It'll be something else. You're writing a book together, making a movie together. You know, you start an art gallery together and your art goes around the world, healing people. You know, it's, it's something big. It's not something small. It's not like, you know, you're going to sell a few t-shirts together and that's your business. It's going to be something massive. You know, you start a global empire and it might not have anything to do with making money and everything to do with healing the world and bringing in more light, more positivity, more joy, more love into the world. So there you have it. Um, That's it for now. That's all she wrote. By she, I mean me. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. If so, tell your friends. Don't forget to like, subscribe, forward, tell people about it, shout it out to the world. (laughs) Tell everybody because I need to get the word out and I can't do it unless... um, you help me (laughs) word of mouth is the best form of advertising. So I do need more listeners and the more listeners I get, the better able, I am able to stay on the air and keep doing what I'm doing to make your life, um, go more smoothly. Anyway, that's it for now, guys. I'm starting to feel better. Thank God. My lungs still hurt. My, my, I mean, I aspirated this acid from my stomach. Why did God create our bodies so freaking deadly and painful? Like we have acid in our stomachs. Like that does not, that not sound completely insane to you guys. It seems so crazy to me. It's like, God, you fall asleep and you wake up with all this pain and agony out of nowhere. Like, damn it. (laughs) So I'm going to go take some vinegar for damn sure before I fall asleep again anyway uh with your um yeah i mean i aspirated this to my lungs my my esophagus my throat my vocal cords my i mean i'm i'm in a bad way guys so i'm gonna go back to sleep take my vinegar and water (laughs) enjoy the solar wind anyway that's it um I will be back tomorrow though with all unique and original programming. Just like always, I am planning to do a little bit of channeling tomorrow night. And, um, remember that next Monday we're over halfway through this season, by the way, we've already, we've already hit the halfway mark last Friday. So I have less than 30 episodes left. Um, I don't know why I'm mentioning that, but some of you needed to know that. I don't know why spirit just told me to mention that. Anyway, um, next week I will be in Quito again. I have one more trip to go to the nation's capital here and we'll talk about that again uh, later in this week. Anyway, that's it. That's all she wrote for now. And I will be back as I mentioned tomorrow with some channeling and I'm signing off now. I love you guys very, very much. Thank you for being on the spiritual journey with me and everything else. Um, Thank you for all that you're doing in the world as well. I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy fifth dimension until next time, guys. Peace. Hey guys, I've been making episodes of metaphysical soul speak the podcast for a while now. And many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast. Well, I have two solutions for this question. Number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the anchor app, locate my channel and sign up anywhere from 99 cents to nine dollars and 99 cents monthly, and you can stop anytime. Or, number two is to make a one time donation of any amount via Zelle bank to bank or through PayPal using my email mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com, also located in the show. Description. Now, with this option, you aren't uh, obligated monthly in any way, and you're also not limited. Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep Metaphysical Soul Speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you.